You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In the heat of the moment, you're not just keeping it calm, you're keeping it cool, too. With an ice-cold cold brew. And not just any cold brew, but one that's slow-steeped and mixed with brown sugar and molasses flavor. With a cold foam infused with brown sugar coolness and a cinnamon sugar sprinkle on top. That's keeping it calm, cool, and cold brewed. With Dunkin's new brown sugar cream cold brew, America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. A sweet relief for Everton today as they beat West Ham at Goodison Park in the lunchtime kickoff 2-0. And again, they probably should have won about 7-0. Uh, Mark Mosey, Lydia Bleasdale making a debut on the show. And Alex Greenway in the studio as well. I mean, there's only one place to start really, isn't there, Alex? Uh, Jack Wilsh is still sliding down County Road. And that's a, a lovely way to finish the game. It, it definitely was. It was, to be fair, I um, was shouting a little bit that I didn't want Sigerson to come on at that point because I felt like it was still on a knife edge because it was 1-1 and they easily could have, especially with that chance we were talking about before or from the corner um, but it was an amazing goal wasn't it to be fair he just had to stand back and yeah. go mental I, I was <laughs> all up for having a happy show and then you had to mention that corner um, sorry <laughs> I, I'm really sorry. trying not to get angry here but mm. we'll, we'll move swiftly on but um, yeah I, I totally agree at that, at that point in the game you can't. I was sat in my seat thinking, I, I don't really know what I want Silver to do here. Um, I, I'd have been, I'd have been quite understanding if he just tried to ride the whole game out without making any changes. Um, and it, it felt like on 80 minutes that there was another goal in the game. Um, and I think we've all known Everton long enough to think that it probably wasn't going to come our way. Um, but I think the, for as much as we debate personnel and who's going to start games and who's going to be on the bench, it, it's so refreshing to have someone of the quality of, of Gilfie yeah. Sigerton to bring on and, and know that you can unpick teams when they are a little bit desperate. Um, I think that that tackle from Wilshire was was ultimately desperate, wasn't it? Mm. It was just having a an intelligent player who's going to send someone packing while he um, while he just picks a spot in the net it was just a, a great moment and a massive relief for him I'm sure yeah I think I think Lydia it's it's one of them where I think before the game we all talk about how big the game is and sometimes you get to the ground it doesn't quite it doesn't quite feel like that when you're there watching the match but 
I think there were a few times during the match today where the team, you know, were pressing and you know things necessarily weren't coming off. That the, the crowd really rallied. I mean, you know, I was sitting there on the ground thinking this this does feel like a, a massive game for this team and this manager. And it, I think it, it felt um, it felt like everyone was actually behind the team. To be honest, as well, there wasn't you know so often you you particularly you know nil nil or, or one nil when it feels like there's a goal yeah. and it might not come for us. There's that edginess to the crowd, um, and it didn't feel, you know, it didn't feel like there was too much pressure actually being put on the side for once. Mm. It was just a kind of we're all in this together yeah. for once. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was sitting there thinking again, I'm not sure I'd be making any changes yeah. today because actually, the you know, looking around, there wasn't anyone who'd had who I would say, you, you know, you've you've not had a great game here. Mm. There were a couple of kind of individual errors and, and what have you, but but overall, I thought that you know this they, they'd all done incredibly well to be honest. Mm. So. So yeah, I wasn't I wasn't sure about making any changes, but then he pops up and does that. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think the starting eleven, Alex, there were some surprises. Um, I don't really think many people expected Richardson to start up front. Uh, Tom Davis coming in was a, a bit of a surprise, especially with the reports that Delph had passed the fitness test and was, was actually at the ground today. Um, but it worked, didn't it? Um, you know, I, I went downstairs at half time after. You know, after a really good performance, and the one thing BT Sport were highlighting on their coverage was the energy of that front four and the way in which we pressed, the way in which we got after West Ham. And did it, although it didn't always work in regards to the attacking patterns and you know the the way in which Everton played in that final third, sometimes it just felt like we were on them all the time with those four lads up front. Definitely, definitely. Sorry, it um, it looked like we finally had a bit of shape, and everyone was mm-hmm. holding their positions a bit more. And because I feel like it goes a bit. Especially in the was it the last home game when we didn't have anyone on the was it the left right hand side was it when he who did he take uh, off and it just it Walker came, it, came off after two minutes didn't he yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. it just it was just compl- I felt like at that time it was completely shapeless but I just felt like we had a lot more shape and I thought Iwobi was good but I didn't think he had the best game but I felt it just worked a lot better with him there mm. and you know he's always willing to try and he's always showing and I thought Tom Davis was brilliant. I'm a big fan mm. of his. I know he's got a lot of critics, <coughs> but I thought he was brilliant. He was just constantly looking to go forward. We didn't have the usual Schneiderlin going backwards, looking side to side. And I'd, I'd probably, I'd probably keep keep those two in there mm. with him mm. and Gomez because I think it worked really well. You said Tom Davis critic, and I felt Matt eyes just <laughs> burning a small hole in the side of my head. Yeah, um, yeah Mark's not a huge fan. He was very good today, very solid. Um, we were talking on the on the way here that uh, I think when it's working well for him on days like today, that the most pleasing aspect of his game is that every time he gets on the ball, his first thought is to go directly to the opposition's goal. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Morgan Sideland. It, it, couldn't be further apart from yeah, from like his ideology. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, you're right about balance. Actually, in terms of the, the, that is the one thing that Theo Walcott does offer you. It's it's natural width. It's a when he's at his pump anyway. It, someone who is actively running at the fullback, um, happy to hug the touchline and just have brief moments of impact. Um, he definitely had that for the first goal today. Um, as much as we talk about substitutions and changes, I think he was one that was forced upon Silver because I think both him and Awobi's legs were going to fall off if we <laughs> if we didn't change it towards the end. Um, I think the, the one the one major standout for me today um, was probably Andre Gomez being back at his best. Yeah, um, his. His ability to not only be be comfortable on the ball in terms of his, his passing and going forward, but he seems to invite opposition players onto him as though he relishes the physical battle. Um, it, at times he dwells on the ball just to show everyone what he can do from, <laughs> from a physical point of view. Um, and I think that we, we, he is obviously 
instrumental in terms of Everton having a strong spine. I think that's a, that's been a major flaw of the last few weeks is that the centre-halves have looked shaky. We're, we're clearly not sure what we're doing in central midfield in terms of personnel. And it's a lottery or a coin toss, whatever you want to call it, in terms of who plays up front. Um, and today we look like a settled side, um, albeit the challenge now is to prolong this over a course of, of weeks and months. Mm. Um, but I think having people like Gomez and in particular Yerry Mina playing the way that he did today, um, you, you could you could happily watch West Ham play until Tuesday and think that we're, there's no way we're going to concede a goal here um, unless the referee keeps giving them shoddy corners. <laughs> um, but we we just look so resilient, um, and I, I think a lot of that has to do with West Ham's side of playing. And clearly they're not playing with a lot of confidence at the moment and they've gone out and signed what we all expect to be a very good striker but the way that they just pump the ball up to him is is never going to suit him and it's never going to suit the, the team in general. Um, but we, up until today, haven't looked like a team that were capable of, of capitalising on other teams' weaknesses. Um, it was just refreshing today to see that we were we were actually capable of doing that. Yeah, I, I thought Gomez was, was outstanding as, as well, Lydia. And I think you know what Mark's saying there about the... You know, he sort of relishes that that physical contact is right, and while it it looks good, and you know, he, you know, he, he slaloms away from people with his snake hips, you know, into little spaces. It's you know, when you're inviting players like that, it frees up space for other players on the pitch, doesn't it? And, and I think what we saw today from that front four, it will be had a lot more space. Bernard had a lot more space. Richarlison was in one-on-one duels with the centre backs more than we've seen in recent weeks, and I, I think maybe because he's been here for for a year now, we sort of take for granted what he what he brings to the side in that regard, and. I saw as well on the way down that he, he had thirteen ball recoveries today, in addition to his work on the ball, you know, on the ball as well. I think it was very much an all round accomplished display for him today, mm. wasn't it? It was, and I think I think that kind of strength for me is something that's improved over time as well. Mm. Um, I think he's kind of got used to some of the those, some of those more physical battles that mm. will come. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, I think in terms of. I suppose in terms of the the kind of movement up front as well, I thought Bernard was excellent mm, again. Mm. I thought just having him and and Dean together again. I know you mentioned it post Burnley. You know why why change that is one mm. of the things that had been fairly consistent towards the end of last season. Um, to kind of tear it up didn't necessarily make sense. Um, but I, I thought again the two of them today did really well. Um, I thought I thought again Awobi did have some yeah some some weak patches at times, but overall looked better in that kind of position um, and did seem to be really, yeah, really working. Mm. Um, Richarlison, I thought, again, did did well. Um, still slightly infuriating. Mm. At, he does love a battle, times. doesn't he? Yeah. He does love a battle and the kind of irony of him hauling Sadibi up when he was injured behind <laughs> 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 yeah. the goal and dragging him limping back onto the pitch wasn't lost on me. Um, but to be stop fair, mentioning what, that corner. <laughs> <laughs> so angry. <laughs> Um, but but yeah, you know, I mean, I I've had I've had it I've I've had a lot of chat about Richarlison because my partner's a Watford fan, so mm. I've, I've had a lot of chat yeah. over the years about him. So, um, but you know, overall, obviously, he brings a lot to the team. So. Yeah, uh, we haven't even talked about the opening goal yet, and I'll come yeah. to you, Mark. Some nice things to talk about at the park end instead of yeah. that corner, yeah. <laughs> um, because I, I I have to say. When when after he scored the goal, I'm still sitting there thinking that's a, a magnificent yeah. bit of play. Mm. And then you watch the replay back at half time, and you're thinking he's actually through, he's actually through on goal. Yeah. And yeah. checks back, and he's like, "Well, you know, I, I just beat these three lads and, and dink it over the keeper anyway." But uh, you know, an insight into what he can do, and I think he, you know he, he does frustrate at times, and you know there are moments where he does get bullied off the game a little bit, but he's always willing, he's he's always running. And he's always capable of just doing something like that. And I, I don't, I don't think we've got anybody else in the team that's capable of scoring a goal like that. 
it's de- definitely one of those shots that you'll or people who weren't at the game will watch back on match of the day and think how on earth did that ball squirm under the goalkeeper mm. who will I'm, I'm sure be very disappointed with it um, I, I think it all starts with Theo Walcott actually actively running at, at the fullback and I know we touched on it earlier but him just running with raw pace at someone is quite terrifying um, and he doesn't do it anywhere near enough uh, and that is as much as people will will endlessly doubt his final ball and his ability to put the ball in the back of the net that's him at his best um, and I think when he skipped inside the, the run from Bernard is obviously very intelligent um, he creates enough space and time for a shot but clearly just thinks he's too good for, <laughs> for, for putting the ball clinically in the back of the net and th- I think certainly at our end of the ground there was a there was a collective groan in terms of we've wasted our opportunity here um, I think that was that was probably a theme that carried on throughout the game uh, it was a, a really mixed feelings about Bernard in that I came away from the ground thinking that he was one of our better players and also one of our more wasteful in, in terms of possession and, and dwelling on the ball. Um, I think w- with wingers like that who are so reliant on on flair and those impact moments, you've you've kind of got to have a a level of allowance for for that sort of that sort of flamboyance in possession mm. and, and the acceptance that it's not always going to come off. But um, as a piece of individual skill, it was it was fantastic and. I think in terms of timing, really, really important. I think seasons have passed by of, of doing these these post-match podcasts now where we've said, why are we not starting games early in in high tempo? We've seen, as much as we don't want to talk about them, Liverpool and other teams right at the top end of the league have always relied on coming flying out the blocks early in games and dispatching games and dispatching teams before the opposition have even had a, a chance to think about mm. it. I think that was something that was so pleasing today in that we were not only showing that endeavour to to put the game to bed, but we were also able to capitalise on it and score early, um, something which we are notoriously poor at. Um, and you're right in terms of Bernard, and, and I, I do get why Silva has been tempted to take him out and try other players there. I think on paper, if you were going to pick the the player who is most adept at that position on the left-hand side, I personally would still always go for Richarlison, instinctively. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the the setup of the team is more than the individual in, in certain positions. It often relies on the partnerships of Gomez and whoever and Dean and Bernard. And I think that, that Dean and Bernard partnership, we saw it last season, towards the end of the season, and we're starting to see it a little bit again today in terms of how important that can be and how everything that we do well in this side goes down that left-hand channel. Mm. Um, and I think sometimes you've got to allow for, you know, in terms of how do you pick your personnel in the side, you've got to allow for a little bit of outstanding quality or physicality or whatever it may be to benefit those two playing together. Um, yeah. Every time you see them and you see them in games like today, you just think you two have to play in those positions every time Everton get on the pitch. Yeah, I agree. I think that... Um... Bernard improves Dean no end because I think obviously they've all been poor recently but obviously Dean stands out more because he's normally consistently so good he's always sort of a seven or an eight generally Mm. isn't he Mm. and then recently he's not been that so I think I think Bernard definitely improves him he just looked much better going forward today Dean I thought because of him Mm -hmm. and I say I know you said sometimes Bernard can be a little bit wasteful but I think within the bigger picture he just that partnership just improves it yeah, and then it helps in turn the tempo mm-hmm. and like you say from the beginning as well whereas sometimes when we started really slowly and then that just settles them a lazy mm. doesn't it I think mm. yeah um, 
obviously we get to half time, we should be further ahead. Um, Richarlison hits the post. Um, then the, the second half, Lydia, I think it's it's one of them where I think we all get the, the Goodison anxiousness when it's not the second goal doesn't come. You know, Wobi has that great chance. Theo Walcott smacks an unbelievable effort off the crossbar. Mm. I didn't know he necessarily had, had that in his locker, but um, I, I, was, I was saying to, to Mark on the way back down, it it sort of felt in the ground like it was still nil nil. We were pushing them on to try and get that that go ahead goal because I think we all sort of had in the back of our minds. Mm. What's going to take is one set piece, one bad decision at the back, and, and West Ham yeah. are going to be going to be level here. But um, I think while we were we were good going forward in that spell of the game, we kept on creating chances, albeit not taking them. At the back, Yerry Mina really stood up yeah. in in that period of the game before because they were trying to knock the ball over the top. They were trying to get Hallam into the game a little bit, and he was winning headers. He was bringing the ball out. He was even in the penalty area at one point after after making a rampage and run forward and. Um, it's it's good to see with the consistency of him getting regular games. He's just getting better and better. Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, at half time, I suppose it's during during first half, the first half actually. I thought that we sort of lost a little bit of the momentum after the mm. the head injury, the yeah. stoppage for the head injury. Mm. Um, it, the same spark wasn't quite there after that. I thought, and again, I was thinking, oh god, well, you know, what's going to happen here, second half? Because you know, at the end of the day, they're, they're, they are going to come out um, they likely a better side because really, the first half, I thought West Ham were really poor. Um, but I think, um, you know, my my concern was right. If they're going to come out, they will come out and try and hit us. Um, and as you say, Mina, I thought Mina was excellent. Um, I think the one note of caution I'd have not about Mina specifically. Um, sorry, some bring a downer on it. It's just that I thought I thought West Ham. I can't really think of a word better to describe them than a bit spongy. They mm. were they just didn't really have a huge amount. I didn't think mm. um, anywhere on the pitch particularly. And I think it will be interesting to see. You know, for, obviously, I'm ha- very happy with today's results, mm. and we'll, mm. we'll take that all day long. But it'll just be interesting to see what what happens in the next few weeks when we are perhaps challenged just a little bit more. Um, I thought I noticed a few times after you know the odd set piece or whatever that a lot of particularly Dean and and, and uh, Mina were sort of you know, and Keen actually were all kind of you know slapping each other and kind of congratulations and I thought well that's that's potentially encouraging it also yeah. makes it look like they they know they need the confidence you know <laughs> yeah. but it was it was kind of overall I think nice to see that kind of togetherness mm. um but yeah, I thought Mina was outstanding, um, and as you, I love to see those those marauding runs that he very occasionally goes on. He's got a really weird run, hasn't he? He has. Yeah. He runs a bit it like works, Michael Johnson. Obviously not. Obviously not that quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like a similar high knee style, isn't it? An upright yeah. back. Yeah. And to be fair, he came close. You know, a couple yeah. of headers. So yeah. Yeah, it was. I think it was that spell that you mentioned, Matt. Where I think he he suddenly decided to put a cape on and it intercepted <laughs> about three or four balls into into Aller and just got in front of him obviously put the ball out wide to the left marauded into the into the penalty area won a corner and then he nearly scored from the corner and I would have been chasing my head down Everton Valley if he scored because it, he does have that that level of character and confidence whereby he will just take five minutes of the game by the scuff of the neck uh, as, as much as it doesn't look like he's putting that much thought and intelligence in, into why he's doing that I think it very quickly dilutes very dangerous periods of the game for Everton um, certainly coming out after the second half was one of them and around about 80 minutes um, not not through any real pressure from West Ham but it is just that that clutch moment of the game where you think if, it, if it's going to go wrong it's going to be very quickly now um, and I think Everton kind of were, were intelligent in the way that they defended in that they knew that the 
the best way to not concede from crosses or set pieces or wherever it may be was just to keep our foot on their throat for as long as possible. Well, sorry to interrupt um, you, but that corner they nearly scored from was the, the first corner they had in, in the match. Yeah, yeah. So. and it, it felt like a nail done. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, but as much as much as we all feel that level of nervousness, nervousness and anxiety, I think something that that we have seen in the games that we have won at home this season is that there isn't those those horrible nail biting five ten minute spells at the end of games as much as we all we all do feel like the inevitable could happen bar the opportunity that they had and, and Pickford pulled off that good save today that there wasn't sort of the the prolonged 15 minute spell and then the inevitable goal at the end of it and the lack of answer from Everton I, I think it, it's it's nice that we have got the as much as there are frailties at the back at times we have got the players to bring on in terms of bringing on someone like Sigurdsson and Moise Keane or whoever it may be just keeps the pressure and keeps the ball up up the other end of the pitch mm. I think that that is part and parcel of what Marco Silva's teams defending well has always been it's always been from the front I think if we can keep the energy that high throughout the game then the idea and what we saw last season is that people like Mina and Keane and, and Jordan Pickford mm. are going to have very little to deal with and, and luckily that was the case today On, on our shows in, in the week Alex we sort of were quite critical of Michael Keane for not Stepping up and becoming the leader of this defence, and you know, I suppose on the flip side of that, you've got to give Yerry Mina credit for for, for assuming that figure, haven't you? Because you, you know, his command of English still isn't isn't the best. You know, he's still new to the. He's probably felt like a new signing coming in this this season, and he just seems to stand up and become more and more of a presence in every match for us now. Yeah, he definitely does. I think that he he was really good today, and I think. Like you say, that's kind of what we've been looking for Michael Keane to be like this season. And he just hasn't, has he? Mm. He's he's. It is strange, though, that it isn't working quite so well because, obviously, I know Mina and Zuma are different players, but it is a similarish setup. So it does seem strange that it has... I don't know if it's Mina being good as taken away from Keane, maybe feeling like he can step up, mm. unless he feels Mina is maybe, I don't know, taking that role himself. Mm. I don't know. It mm. is a bit of a weird one, but I did think Mina was really good today. Yeah. Um, finally, then, uh, Gilfie Sigurdsson's goal. Um, as soon as it left his foot, were you shouting... That's him because I mean, I mean, yeah. on the way down, Mark was saying to me that as soon as he cut back inside, he was saying, "This is going in the top corner." But uh, it was it was a very guilty Sigurdsson goal, wasn't it? And we haven't seen enough of that this year. No, we haven't. No, it, it was. To be honest, I wasn't thinking that purely because of <laughs> so many chances that had gone wide or hit the crossbar or whatever. So um, yeah, it was it was a pleasant relief to see that it actually was, and to actually be able to haul Maya, my daughter, up onto her seat so that you know, she could celebrate with us. So. <laughs> if someone hasn't filmed me shouting that yeah. before it happened obviously it, what, what is the point you want to be like the yellow lad against Manchester City yeah. Yeah. but if those moments aren't filmed and put on Twitter in like 400 times then did they actually happen yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just thinking one of, the, one of the ones that I remember thinking um, that I'm, I remember thinking yeah that's not going in was um, years ago now Gareth Farrelly and I remember I remember the him, him, yeah show my age I remember him <laughs> running onto that. the ball yeah. and me <laughs> me going oh not you <laughs> <laughs> And then sort of cowering for cover and then he hit the back of the net and was like, all right, there you go. Then. The only thing that saved you that day, there was, there was 35,000 other people saying exactly yeah. the same thing. Yeah. Uh, uh. But be- just before we wrap up, sorry, Matt, the, the one player we haven't talked about was Sadibi. Uh, yeah. and I thought he yeah. was absolutely fantastic today. I think obviously going into this weekend, um, as much as we all knew that he was going to be starting, we- we've seen only very rare... Uh, glimpses of him really and we didn't really know the style of player he was going to be um, I 
can't think of an occasion where he gave the ball away today. And I think for for someone who was so involved um, and, and so attacking, that's an unbelievable achievement. Uh, I think the, the 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 balance that we that we crave and we've we've kind of recollected again today in, in Bernard and Dean on that right hand on that left hand side. He looked like someone who was capable of giving us that on the other side as well. I think his delivery into the box was was always intelligent. It wasn't just aimless crosses mm. up in the air. He was looking to to kind of put one in low in, in between the last defender and the goalie, or he was looking to cut one back into an area where someone like a Wobi or Sigurdsson would be coming onto it. Um, and I think it's given Marcus over a lot to think about beyond Seamus Coleman's suspension. Um, so he's put himself right in the in the limelight for a start. I yeah, think. I think that's a great shout, and I think he was probably partly responsible for Anderson getting hooked at half time yeah. as well because he was just pinned yeah. back the whole time but it was runs forward. But uh, yeah, very very happy. Uh, fingers crossed, Everton can do the business again at Brighton next week. Obviously, we'll be building up to that here on the Blue Room. Thanks very much to Alex and to Lydia as well. A fine debut, I'm sure all our listeners will agree. Uh, you come back on again soon? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Excellent stuff, excellent stuff. Uh, we'll catch up with you again soon here on the Blue Room. Up the toffees, have a good weekend. At Progressive, you can get 24-7 protection, even if you break the space-time continuum. We did it. We time-traveled to yesterday. Wait, Progressive covers us 24-7, but we just created an eight-day week, and it's 24-7 coverage, not 24-8. We gotta go back. Are you joking right now? Shh, I'm calling them. Hi, I have a question about time travel. Progressive offers more than a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, which literally means anytime. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Sports Social Podcast Network.